Warning, content not suitable for children. Listener discretion advised, yo. Screaming Chewy Show, your source of entertainment and overall fuckery. And the show starts now. This episode is brought to you by Dubby Energy. Tired? Hmm? Craving an energy drink, but you don't want to feel shitty and jittery afterwards? Well, try Dubby. Dubby Energy has this Nero Factor. It's a patented all-natural coffee cherry extract to help fuel you. Yeah, this ingredient is what gives Dubby its laser-focused and fast reflex effects, making it perfect for gamers. So, whether it's just had a long night, you know, just need some energy to go to work, Maybe a pre-workout or you want to get some gaming done. Dubby is for you. I highly recommend this. And they got some amazing flavors as well. Uh, very creative too, such as Dragonade, right? Dragonberry and Lemonade. Um, Galaxy Grenade. Beach and Peach. Yes, delicious. It's basically Kool-Aid that gets you pumped. So what the hell are you waiting for? Check them out at Dubby.gg. That's D-U-B-B-Y dot G-G. Yeah, and guess what? And for 10% off, at checkout, enter this coupon code, right? I got you. It's Screaming Chewy SH, all right? All together, caps. Screaming Chewy SH. And yeah, you got 10% off. Dobby, check them out. Everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Screaming Chewy Show. And I got a special guest, longtime homie, and very talented multi-genre author. Yeah, you guessed it. Roderick Edwards. What's happening, Rod? Hey, hey, how's it going? Good. Right, you back on the Chewy Show. Welcome uh, back. I don't know how I rank now that you got the Cheech and Chong going on in the show here. I think next week you're going to have what... Uh, the famous uh, tweaking sisters, the Pelosi sisters, or something like that. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. no, they no, they just shake and control, but it has nothing to do with tweaking. I forgot. You know, I think you're one of the guests that I've had on the most. And to be honest, you're the first like actual like professional guest I ever had. Because like, so when I was new, when I started podcasting, I had so much trouble getting guests, bro. And like, because nobody would take me seriously because I was new, right? And they do now? Oh, yeah. Okay. I think so. (laughs) But uh, I'm just kidding. You're the first, you know, actual like author that, you know, professional like that I had on my show, man. And like, you know, we know each other quite a while, man. Even Yeah, we we have. I I I expect my your first kid to be named after me. Little Rodrigo. Hey. Yeah, hey, you wrote me as a main character in a book, bro. That's the least. Oh, I- yeah, there we go. Yeah. After you. <laughs> main character, that's, that's selling pretty good occasionally, you know, here occasionally. Wow. Okay. Got a couple. They like the audiobooks better. I think they like that. The audiobook. So going out. The new good. age. The Aborigines. Yeah. Where you take, I love it. Where you take on the take on the Europeans with guns. 
Dude. Who wouldn't love a boy? Like we need to, it needs to be like a movie or like a, at least a series or something. Dude, I love it, bro. It just wanted me like I wanted more when it ended. And like you wrote me in so well. Like <laughs> I really would say and do stuff like that in the yeah. <laughs> it took a while, but I think I got you down now. Yeah, man. And uh he did a pretty good voice too. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I think you would have been you would have probably done even better, but yeah, he did a good good job of catching you. Yeah, I was like, I know you asked me, but like, I I think I'd fuck it up, bro. Like, I'm not good at stuff like that. Nah, you're good. You're getting better and better all the time. I mean, I, I've seen the transition from, like you said, when you first started. Not that you ever weren't confident, but you could tell you're more confident now. Than you oh, ever yeah. Did. Appreciate yeah. it, man. Appreciate it. And um, you've been kicking ass, bro. Got a lot of books. I mean, dude, you, you just don't stop. And um. Got a new book, more than Trump. So uh, let's get into this, man. It's gonna, it's gonna get spicy. Yes, yes, but it's about more than Trump. But the first thing, I mean, what do you think of? I mean, ha- you're younger than I. You're how old? I don't know. You're at thirty. I just 30? turned thirty-six. Oh, you're older. Than I think you were. Thought you were. I know, right? <laughs> oh wow, dang, you've aged pretty well. You need to get out, smoke, and do more hard liquor. Appreciate, appreciate. I'll get <laughs> on that. <laughs> so. Your generation, your generation below you, when they hear about Trump, because they have been fed such a line about who he is. He's this rich old white dude that wants to do dumb shit and blah, blah, blah. And that's really what you think of. Mm-hmm. But if you go back further in time, you see Trump hanging around with uh, Snoop Dogg and uh, Don King, you know, the boxing guy. And, yeah. and all people back in the heyday of, of Trump's era in the, in the 80s. How did he go from being... This cool guy everybody wants their picture taken with to this hated politician. And so this is what this book gets into about. And it's not really about Trump, as it says, about more than Trump. So it's, it's, mm-hmm. I think we touch on a lot of stuff. You got a chance to hopefully peruse just a little bit of it still in the, in the works. But yeah, and you're right. He even came out in Home Alone, you know, yeah. movie everybody loves. Nobody said nothing. No, nobody said anything until, until here recently. Obviously, once he ran for president. First of all, I thought he was a joke. Oh, he'll never be president. You had all kinds of late night people. He's just a joke. He'll never be president. You haven't you even had Obama doing some top 10 list on on something about mean tweets. I think it was on uh, Kimball. And he said something he was reading off going, Donald Trump says, I'll be going down as the worst president in history. This is Obama saying it. Well, at least I will go down as a president in history. Oops, he had to eat his words. So obviously Trump made it. So there's all kinds of stuff like that that just... Mm-hmm crazy it's like high school punk stuff that you like bunch punch somebody in the face for over yeah and <laughs> you're right the yeah. media just fucking attacked him and like you know you know me you know how i feel i don't like any of them like any of those politicians but you know like hillary you know the clintons they did a lot worse than trump and well that's like- the key you just said the key right there politicians so for example for a moment even the bushes so i'm gonna beat up them both the Bushes, uh, the Clintons, the Obamas, all these people came right from college into politics, mm-hmm. whether it's obviously Bush Jr. with Bush, Bush Sr. His dad was already president, already a politician. So they never really lived in the real world. Now, well, Trump didn't either. He's a really rich guy. OK, well, he did because he still had to take his dad's money and turn it into something else. His dad didn't leave him Trump Tower. His dad didn't leave him all those golf courses. His dad left him. Yes, a business. And he turned it into something else. So he understands to some degree, even though he does live in a golden tower, he does understand you and I to some degree. He interacts with people like the Bushes and the Obamas. and all. They came right out of college, went right into politics. They know nothing else. They are true politicians. And I think that's the main reason they attacked me, because he is 
not like them. He doesn't play the game at all. You're right. You're right. And yeah, exactly. That's why they put the spotlight on him. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, through the bushes, you know, whether people want to believe it or not, they were involved in 9-11. You know, we could I'm not going to dive deep into that, but, you know, people do their own research. You know, these, you know, in the Clintons, they've done a lot of fucked up shit that the news don't talk about. They don't attack them. You know, they just uh -uh. Make a joke about it, like all oh, the emails, like it's just a joke, but it's real shit that happened. Yeah, I think it's funny how the, how you'll have the experts tell us to do research for things like our religious beliefs or our medical issues. But when it comes to politics, they tell you, oh, no, don't do your own research. You're too stupid to do that. Listen to us. We'll tell you. No, I'm going to do my own research on everything, even politics, as to see what is true or not. So I'm going to do my own research. Yep, very true. Very true. <clears throat> You're damn good at that, bro. I love that you know your stuff and you do a lot of research when it comes to things. I try and I try to be as unbiased. Obviously, we've said this before on your previous shows. There's no such thing as an unbiased person. There's people who understand their biases and are very, very uh, transparent about them. Here's my bias. But I do. I do lead, lean towards, if you want to call it right wing, because I tend to believe that that's, you know, right wing tends to be people who are more independent, people who want their freedoms. They don't want to tell other people what to do as a collective. You're like, Obviously, you have all these environmentalists and the social justice work. All these people want you to do what they tell you. They'll glue themselves to damn streets. Did you see that one lady here just recently where these two girls actually glued themselves and cemented themselves to a street? They had to cut them out, and they're probably going to lose their hands over it. Oh, my God. I didn't see that. Yeah, I should. Yeah, you did look that up. I was like, what in the world? I mean, if, if you're so desperate and you think that the world's going to end next week because of fossil fuels, that you're going to glue yourself to a street? That's some pretty messed up stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I really thought the world was going to end in a year or so, I wouldn't be gluing myself to the street or doing anything else but some crazy-ass shit. I wouldn't try to... Because if it's too late, according to them, it doesn't matter. There's nothing we can do about it anyhow, right? Yes. So. And, and, you know, pushing all these agendas to children. Mm -hmm. They're literally saying, we're coming after your children. Like, right. Uh, it's getting crazy, bro. <laughs> and we've, we've had these discussions before. I have no problem with a grown adult as long as you're not impinging on my infringing upon my freedom, if you want to cut off your wee wee and, and try to make some doctor give you a, a vaginal pocket or whatever the hell you want to call it, or put on you a fake don't whatever you want to if you want to do that as an adult, you could do that all you want on your own money, not on my dime, not on my tax dollar. You could do that all you want. I care less. Just don't tell me I need to teach my kids about it. That's the that's the stopping point right there. Yeah. Yep. And I think most rational people would agree with that. But because the fact that, you know, transsexualism, we'll get into this a little bit, is a, is a dying breed because it, they don't really procreate. They need new, new members. How do you get new members? Children. You know, it, um, I, I personally believe it's possible that it's part of the depopulation plan because, you know, all these you know, Bill Gates and all these people want to depopulate the planet. Well, if you have a lot of people going around and degenderizing themselves and not having sex for procreation you're going to cut the population. So that's a win-win for them, right? Yep, it's kind of like sense. playing into their agenda. And they're very open about their agenda, too. They, they, they're they not hiding it. <laughs> no, they'll tell you right out. They they think that we need less population because we can't. the world can't sustain this population. So we got to fix it somehow. Hmm, maybe a virus, a worldwide virus, maybe that'll do it. Like that... Uh... Yeah, movie V for Vendetta. That was yeah. fucking twenty twenty. Yeah, that can that can never happen though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love how you start your book 
by saying, perhaps no political figure in the U.S. history has been more polarizing than Donald Trump. I love how you started that. Can can you um go a little bit more into that? Well, obviously, it's a true statement no matter what you think about Trump. You mm-hmm. think, oh, he's a, you could say, oh, he's an asshole. He makes me mad. He polarizes me. Like that makes me think of, and you, if you got further in the book, of that one image when he was being inaugurated and there's a woman basically laying on the ground screaming. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that one. Have you yes, seen that one? Yes, with the you glasses know? and the beanie. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, what politician makes you scream like that? What is it that he's going to do to you? I mean, there's no politician, even the ones I don't like, that have made me want to go out and scream on the street. No, just because none of them have taken your rights away. What rights can they take away from you, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, short of locking you up into a cattle car, not one of the presidents on either side have taken away rights that are really affect all of us. True, true. If the closest it came to, and you'll see when you get further in the book, is guess who? You think it's Obama? No. You think it's Trump? No. You think it's uh, George Bush? No. Guess who it was? It was Abraham Lincoln. He suspended what's called habeas corpus, corpus, which basically gave you the right to appear before a court to be. He said, no, we don't have time for that. We're suspending that. And therefore, traitors and, and rebels will be dealt with summarily. Oh, so shit. Abraham Lincoln was basically an American dictator, but we don't see him that way now. We see him as this great fatherly figure with his beard that helped save America from its, you know, to split. So, but he did crazy stuff. Yeah, and, there's no politician, no president in history that's going to upset you is enough to make you go out the screen, street and scream no. Dude, if, it, if it does, you need to check your mental health. Dude, that watching that video makes me laugh every time. <laughs> she does. dropped to her knees and she's like, no. <laughs> yeah. "What is up with that? Come on now." <laughs> I mean, if, but I get it now. If you back up, try to be a little more rational, a little more professional, like we said earlier. This woman was told, and a lot of people are told, that Trump wants to kill homosexuals. He wants to make sure that all women, if you're raped or whatever, you will have to force to be, raise your kid and blah, blah. They're told this stuff. And so if you're told this stuff all the time, he's going to destroy the environment. And we're all going to die within 10 years, according to, uh, what's her name, Thunderbird, you know, the little girl in Sweden. If you're told all this stuff over and over and over, then, of course, you're going to have the response. I get why they have the response. Yeah, and... They literally acted like the world's going to end, you know? <laughs> yeah, and if it is, what? why waste it on this stuff? I mean, most people, what they hear, like, even Prince knew that if you're going to, if the world's going to end, you party up like it's 1999. You don't go in the street and start screaming. It's not going to do any good. Mm-hmm. So. And you mentioned something, Um, you know, if he does go to jail, can he still run for president? Like, what could happen, right? Yes, he can. I believe it was Marion Barry who think was in jail I, I, these facts might not be quite right but i'm close it might not be him but there was some political candidate thinking mayor in dc who was in jail at the time and ran for office and then won and then, then got out of office and served the term mm-hmm. so trump could technically do that i mean think about it first for, first of all trump when he ran against biden and we all know this is a fact when trump ran against biden he had these huge trump had all these huge rallies everybody always showing up to him now, if you want to say it's a cult or whatever, so be it. But he, at any rate, he like, he attracted a lot of people. Biden couldn't even attract a thousand people to any of his rallies. We all see it. We all seen it. He would do them in high school gyms and hardly film at all. So my point is, a president in prison is more popular than a president out here is 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 amazing. I mean, he's going to still be popular. I don't think it's going to backfire on him if they do put him in in prison or somehow put him in prison. 
first of all, I don't think it's if you don't care about the country, if you're going to put the country through this. Yeah. Yeah, the Democrats, you definitely don't care about the country. Yeah, they're it's they focus more about attacking him than. Yeah, they already believe that he won't win. So what's the point? If you don't think he's going to win, just he'll 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 go away after if he loses in 2024. Right. But they're afraid he's going to win is the problem. And they yes. have to stop it at all costs. You're right. You're right. Because if they weren't worried about him and winning, they wouldn't make a big deal about it. They would just let it play it through, you know, play it through. And that would be the end of it, man, because after that, first of all, he's going to be too old. He's going to be another four years after that. He's going to get pretty old. Uh, as we know, Biden probably, if he wins, he probably won't even make it through his next four years. Can't, For you, real? Can't, you can't have some dude falling upstairs and falling down on stages and falling off bicycles and and uh, 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 and having the Easter Bunny. Do you see that one? I think I told you last time. Yes. The Secret Service had to be in that Easter Bunny outfit. He was going on the receiving line, shaking hands, and he was confused. So the Easter Bunny had to guide him back to where he needed to go. That's pretty <laughs> bad. That's, You're like, come here. This way. Come here. You should have like one of those little, you know, I could used to have those little uh, leashes on children when you have children. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Mr. President. I mean, it gets ridiculous. We This is the free world. Don't we have anybody else to elect besides people like this? I mean, I can respect Obama. I mean, the guy at least was slick, had it all going. He had an idea. Mm-hmm. Biden is like a, the clueless grandfather that lives down the street. Huh? When's the baked beans coming? Is it wheels, meals on wheels coming? I mean, he's just completely clueless. Look, this is oh. this is our president. Look, look. By go, you know the you know the thing, you know how we talk about. It. Are we the people? Like, what is he saying? <laughs> he doesn't know what he's saying. And I and I would say the same thing about any other president. Obviously, there at the end, Ronald Reagan had uh, Alzheimer's, and they had to keep him out of the spotlight because he was starting to say rambling, crazy stuff. Um, he didn't know that. Holy yeah, shit! Yeah, he he had Alzheimer's. So in the end, last part of his last uh, term. And we obviously had FDR, which if you go back and try to look, he he was never photo. He was actually in a wheelchair. He uh, suffered uh, paralysis and couldn't walk there for at the when he ran for president. Oh, he was a uh, governor of New York, so I think he was our first. Our first, we always have to have first. He was the first handicapped president. I can't wait until we have our first left-handed, blue-eyed, brown-eyed, one-haired, goateed, whatever president. <laughs> Why do we have to always worry about who's the first or something? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's like a bookmark, you know, in the presidents. Yeah, it's sort of like when you're in your high school and, and you're, you're one of the teams here, whether it's dodgeball, whatever. I'm the first to be picked on the team. Who gives a shit? Who cares? <laughs> so, hey, just get up there and do yeah. what's good, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it, your, you, your humanity should trans, uh, transcend all that. There's the word I'm looking for. Transcend all that. Like I said, I think I said this once on your previous show. Obama had a unique opportunity because he's half white and half black. He's not the first black president. He's a half black and half white president. Mm-hmm. He had a unique opportunity to help bridge that gap. And anytime somebody from the black community said, he's the first black president, he should have said, nope, nope, nope. I am the first half black president, half white, half black. I represent a good cross-section of America. He could have made it. Instead, he let it feed into that whole, I'm the first black president. That That was not good for the country. He just took it that just, and ran with it. <laughs> yeah. And he wasn't raised like a black American. He was raised in Hawaii. And then at I think age six or seven, he was taken to Indonesia, where his mother changed his citizenship to Indonesian. So technically he shouldn't have been able to run because of that, not because of the Kenyan stuff, because of the Indonesians. And so he's raised as an Indonesian Muslim. 
not saying anything wrong with it. I'm just saying he wasn't raised like a typical black American. So he doesn't really know anything about being black. You're you're more black than he is. Right? Look. I'm more black. Look at his lips. I got yeah, look all over my arms. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Chewy, once you get the face tattoos, that means I'm done with society. I'm dropping out. So I'm gonna get a little teardrop. Right yeah. Here. <laughs> once you start once you start doing that, it says I no longer even want to work at McDonald's. <laughs> that's what that's what that's saying. Give up in life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, where are we going now? I just forgot to ramble. I like how you mentioned um about the the was it January sixth? Um, how they're investigating more into that now. Yeah, the chief of uh police uh, let's see, Stephen Sund. I try to remember his name. Stephen Sund uh did a interview with Tucker Carlson right before they the Fox News took him off the air. It was gonna get ready to air, but basically he said that. He had enough. He would have had enough police had he got some more help, and they could have easily held back the force. And that he thinks something else was going on, like it was planned. He also said that there he knows for a fact there were a lot of FBI and DHS DHS agents in the crowd. So he says it felt like a some kind of planned event, like they meant for it to happen. And here's the chief of Capitol Police, but they can't let that get out there because it's supposed to look like you know Trump supporters had an insurrection. I'm telling you right now, and I think all of you know, right wingers all the people who know right-wingers if they wanted an insurrection they would have brought a whole bunch of guns and that place would have been an insurrection as far as i know there was not one gun produced by any of the people who walked through there the only gun the only person that got shot was that girl climbing through the window uh, mm-hmm. ashley babbitt and she wasn't even through the window yet so here you are you're a big bad capital policeman there's three or four of them in there you've got this person yes it might be scary you got this person climbing through the window a girl she's not she didn't have her feet on the ground yet and you shoot her through the window that's really brave. Could you at least let her go through the window and run at you or something? Just so it looks because typically if you were a police officer in that kind of that would be a, a, a police action shooting, you'd probably get fired for. Yeah. If you started shooting somebody before they even actually did anything to, to warrant shot. And we do that all the time when that happens. Because she wasn't a threat yet. You know what I mean? Not yet. The moment she she set her foot on the on the ground inside that that room, maybe, maybe. Definitely if she was running at him. But none of that was the case. She sh- he shot her through the window before she made it through the window. So, and um, you know, like uh, you mentioned that um, that he said that those FBI agents and other agents in the crowd in yeah. disguise as people, right? And um, they throw all this shade at oh, it was MAGA, you know, like they they just want to throw they just want to focus on this group of people to make them look bad. But it's obviously an inside job, you know, and and this has happened before, too, in the riots. There's other there's been people that be like, hey, I recognize that guy. This guy's an agent, you know, and people breaking windows and setting fires. They were in that crowd, too. You know, agents or off right. off duty police officers as well. Right. And if you back up even more and go back and watch some of the actual videos, not just the ones that CNN shows, but actual videos, you'll see. The Capitol Police removing barricades so people can get around the barricades and get closer to the to the Capitol. You'll see Capitol Police holding open some of the doors. Now, I get it. They smashed some of the windows. First of all, I was thinking about the other day. It's like, why the hell does our Capitol not have bulletproof windows or at least the kind of windows that have the metal wiring through it? So there's no way you can smash it. I don't mm-hmm. get why that's not the case. But anyhow, let's back up for a minute. So you had the Capitol Police holding doors open for them, taking selfies with them. This didn't look like an insurrection to me. I mean, they look like an inside job, like you said. It looked like they wanted it to happen. And so also another thing that was happening before all this 
is that any time there was a Trump rally or a large group of so-called right-wingers that went anywhere, whether it's pro-life people or whatever, you would always have, at that time, BLM or Antifa would show up to fight them. Where were they? Where were they this time? They were in the crowd pretending to be MAGAs and support, MAGA supporters. And so there's just a lot of weird stuff that went on during this time. And the fact that, that it's a perfect setup to say, first of all, one, one thing, they Trump incited this is what we got going on now. The indictments that are going on with uh, Jack Smith, how Trump, they got him through what, three or four indictments. And one of them is back inciting a riot. Well, if you read what he actually said on that day, he said, we're going to go down to, their, to the Capitol peacefully, he even used the word peacefully because he knew, and let them hear our voices. Now, peacefully doesn't mean breaking windows. Well, he should have said more. Well, he said he could have, should have. That's not, you can't base law on that. He already, he didn't say, we're going to go down and we're going to rip that building down until they throw overthrow this election and make me president. If he said something like that, okay, but he didn't. He said, we're going to go down there peacefully and let our voices be heard. Yep. So I don't yep. understand how we even have this thing going on now, the indictments. It makes no sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, if people are making it seem like, you know, he's his cult leader, like he made them do that. You know, and uh, I love how you talk about that in your book as well. You know how they how they made him into this cult leader. But how can a person do this? How can how did he get to this point? You know, just the same way Adolf Hitler did. They're just stupid. And they don't listen. I would submit right wing people are more politically involved in in day to day bills and stuff like that than the person that's gluing themselves to the street. Yeah. So so I mean. Not saying they're always going to be that way. There's some, obviously, just, for example, there's, I think it's in the book, I say this in the book, there's three manifestations of the of the KKK. The first one was the, right after the Civil War, the Democrats wanted to intimidate newly allowed black voting and the right-wingers or the Republicans that allowed them to vote. And so the KKK came out and was intimidating people with the burning the crosses and all that, night Riders with their hoods on. That was the first manifestation of the KKK. And then they came around again in the 20s and 30s uh, when more black people started to vote again, because black people kind of shrunk back from being part of society when that happened. Uh, so anyhow, so back in the 30s and 20s and 30s, you had at one of the Democrat conventions, I think it was in Chicago, where the Klan was there and part of the convention, they were part of the Democrats. So that was the second manifestation. This current manifestation is probably more right wing because these are good old boys that think that the Republicans are the party of racists. Which they are not. The Republican Party actually got a, got its existence out of being anti-slavery. That's where it started. So how it gets to being the party of of racist is wrong. So anyhow, there's a flip that where the Democrats want you to see the Republicans associated with the Klan, which in really at reality they're associated with the Klan. I don't know how we got on that, but there we go. <laughs> what is the most dangerous book you have ever read? How about Mein Kampf by the notorious leader of the Nazis, Adolf Hitler? Or the book the Beatles warn us about in their classic song, Revolution. Quotations from Chinese Communist leader Chairman Mao. Maybe you would hide your copy of Bertrand Russell's Why I'm Not a Christian. Or even semi-fictional works like Salman Rushdie's book, The Satanic Verses. That book had him living in hiding from angry Muhammad followers. But what about a book that is most likely not only dangerous to own and read, but could very well be illegal in many countries? Roderick Edwards' book, How to Overthrow Our Government, takes the reader on a historical and hypothetical journey of revolution, civil war, and sedition. From ancient Chinese farmers turning their farm tools into weapons, 
to the attempted impeachment of the U.S. President Trump. This book has it all. Get it today before it's banned forever. The bar is open. Sit back, grab a cold one, and get ready for the news you didn't even know you needed. From the frozen wasteland of western North Dakota to the tropical playground of Florida, it's time for tales of wonder and amazement. Put the kids to bed and pour yourself a drink. Lock the doors and close the blinds. Break out the cocaine and hookers. It's time for Happy Hour News. They're trying to flip the script. Yeah, and they've been doing that since they lost the Civil War because they used to say, well, yeah, the, the Dixiecrats are... But Malcolm X, reading the book, Malcolm X said a Dixiecrat is nothing more than a Democrat in disguise. He said that in 1964 at the very height of the so-called civil rights movement. So I want to know when this script somehow flipped where suddenly the Democrats became the guy for the, you know, for the downtrodden, for the poor. It didn't. What they did is they realized they no longer had a base. So the Republicans had a base. Their base from the very beginning was the businessman and things like that. The base of the Democrat was a racist plantation farmer down south. Well, Mm -hmm. when the South got beat, the Democrats no longer had a base. It was... So they go, well, well, how the hell do we stay in power? We're going to hobble together a new base. What we'll do is we'll work on the poor people. When FDR got in there, I talked about this before. We'll talk about the poor people. We'll tell black people, we're there to help you. We're going to save you from those rich, mean, white guys. That's what, And that's still their mantra. We're going to save you from rich, mean, white guys like Trump. And so black people believe it and they vote for him. Even though we just had, had Biden during this last election tell you, you ain't black unless you vote for me. I mean, what black person is going to vote for an old, rich, white guy that says that to them? But they still did. What the hell? So I want to know when this supposed switch in parties happened, because it definitely didn't happen in the the 30s or the 50s or the 60s or the 70s. When did it happen? It it never did. You still have have Democrats telling us that black people are too dumb to get ID. And that's the reason why we can't have voter ID laws. Black people are too dumb or too poor. Even give you free IDs. That's an insult to black people. I don't know one black person that doesn't have an, uh, an ID if they want one, you know, except for the ones hiding away. Like the rest <laughs> of and, uh, you know, the ones in gangs. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yo, I need no ID. <laughs> yeah, tap my ID, motherfucker. And, uh, you know, this whole switching parties, uh-huh. a big help was the propaganda, you know? Oh, yeah. They, yeah, definitely propaganda works. Exactly. You know, they normalized whatever they want to normalize by just playing it over and over in the television every day. You get that embedded in your head and then you teach that to your kids as well. You know, right. In your school, all, all time school and telling about the climate change. Now I'm back school in the 1970s In the 1970s. They told us there was a coming ice age, not a not a climate, not a heat age, a ice age. We're all going to freeze. They changed it further on as it went along, because obviously that wasn't working because it was it wasn't getting any colder. So now because every summer it feels hot, they go, oh, we're going to be coming. We're all going to die from climate, climate change, global warming. And it seems real because we forget from year to year. Dang, it's so damn hot. But it was that way last year, too. We just forget. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you and I because we live in hot climates, but right. people who live in, in places where it changes, like it is so hot. Oh, my God. Maybe the Democrats are right. It is global warming. It's not. 
Yeah. Um, and it's funny you say that because this whole heat wave, you know, that I was, I was seeing that um, they're talking about that it's going to get so hot that our solar panels are going to melt and we're going to go in power outage for like a year. And, you know, just stuff like that, you know, it's still going on just that the stories are getting more modern, you know. Right. And the whole uh, they're saying that these fires that happened in Canada and over in Greece on that island are caused by global warming. Well, no, you do just do a little bit of research on your own and you'll find out most of them were caused by arsonists. Yes. Environmental arsonists are purposely burning them same way that people are gluing themselves to streets to supposedly get attention for their cause. Yep, that's very true. We need to get some of these crazy people under control before they kill us all. Yeah, and and the media don't really pay attention to them, you know? No, because you know what I think it is? I think the political elite, including the media, who are often, if you find out, if you do some research as well, you'll find a lot of the main journalists, they're married to somebody in politics, typically Democrats. Um, but anyhow, I think they actually believe that once they society, society start collapsing around them, they're still going to be on the upper echelons. They're still going to be in control no matter who's down here, and they're going to be able to control that. So they don't really care whether you and I fight and fight and fight because they still think they're going to, I'm in my gated community, taking around my bulletproof limo. I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about that. Even if you keep burn down your own cities, which seems to happen every time there's a riot. Why do people burn down their own cities? I want justice now. I'm going to go steal a TV and get some liquor. I mean, how's that justice for anyone? I don't get it. You're 100% right because you ever watch those movies, The Purge? Yeah, those are scary, aren't they? You know, and, and that's along the lines you were talking about, because the people are out there killing each other and the rich are up there in their gated communities with their fucking million dollar security system. It's not just the rich, though. Let's just make a clarification. It's the political class rich. Yes. Yep. Because you can be rich and still be a cool person. You don't have just because you're rich doesn't make you an asshole right away. I mean, look how much money you have. Right. I'm, I'm rolling in. Dope. I'm just kidding. But yeah, you're right. It's the political, yeah. you know, the ones that are up there and making the rules i guess you would say right right and even like the hollywood elite rich people sometimes it comes back to bite them they just had a uh smith 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 what's his first name i can't think of his name smith smith will smith, no, will smith. yeah somebody i want to say michael will smith he just said one of the biggest mistakes was allowing his kids he just said this to get into hollywood because it destroyed his family they you, they didn't understand reality because will smith didn't come from that Will Smith was came from a, a lesser, you know, more more realistic background. His kids never saw what it means to be a realistic person, and he gets that now. But it's always too late when you get that far along. It's it's always too late. So rich people sometimes they start out as okay people. They become assholes because if I'm on my, on my yacht, you know, half the year, I, I don't realize what other people are doing and how they're trying to. Like they're talking about how the that they have this uh, Inflation Reduction Act, and I think Nancy Pelosi just recently said that. Biden needs to help people understand it's actually working. Well, no, he doesn't, because if it was actually working, we would just know it. For gas wouldn't be four or five dollars a gallon. Eggs True. wouldn't be five to seven dollars a dozen. We would know it. We wouldn't need anybody to tell us it's working. So it's all just like you said, propaganda. Remember, a hundred dollars will get you like hella food at the groceries. Oh yeah, hundred dollars ain't shit, bro. It's yeah. crazy. You get a hundred dollars, you thought you were rich for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so not now. I mean, you could barely get a pizza and some drinks and you're just gone. They're very true, bro. Even restaurants, everything is going up. It's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So this book, More Than Trump, 
is not about Trump. As you saw, we have how much have we been really been talking about Trump? We've been talking about everything. Mm-hmm. That's what this book's about. But it is about it's certain circles around Trump, centers around Trump, because why is Trump so different than all these other people? We already addressed it. He's not a politician. Is he a is he sometimes an egotistical blowhard? Yes, he is. But if you were that, if you had that kind of money and you were able to be that successful, wouldn't you be a little bit egotistical? You would. You can't be a politician without having a little bit of ego because you have to believe that somehow you're going to be able to govern a whole country. Now, to me, even though he is egotistical, he's not as egotistical as some other politicians who think that I'm going to tell you, like, the thing you used to always annoy me about Obama more than anything, that's not who we are. Well, you're the president. You don't get to tell us who we are. You're one man. We are who we are. Matter of fact, you, you don't, you're not even who we are. You come from a background that's not even like America. So I always hate that when politicians try to tell us who we are. You know, he's, he's nothing like you and he's nothing like me. He's somebody different. Trump at least gets down there with his construction workers. I know he, he like he said, when he got in trouble with the whole uh, Access Hollywood tape. Well, that's the way guys talk in the locker room. Yeah, just, that's true. And, and we know it's true. Yeah. We know it's true. It might not be appropriate, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Yep. We've been pretty civil on this show so far, but I've seen these some of your shows that aren't so civil. Oh, yeah. That, that even Trump would blush on. It's down so, and dirty, bro. <laughs> yeah. But it's true. It, that, that's how men talk, you know. That's how we bond, you know what I mean? Right. And we don't always mean it. We don't, I mean, uh, most of the time, that's, Trump said, you know, my problem, I think he said this somewhere, my problem is not that I dislike women. I love them too much. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so that's the problem. And, you know, how, how you were saying about Obama, like, that's not who we are. Like, Bush kind of did something similar as well. Bush, all the politicians. Yeah. All the politicians, yeah. You know, they'd be like, if you if you're not with us, you're against us. So yeah. that immediately divides everybody. Right. It right. makes people fight. Right. Oh, you, you don't agree with me. You're against us. You know, mm-hmm. all politicians do that. And I didn't hear ever Trump doing that. I mean, he did talk when people actually were hateful to America. He did call that out. If you say, like, I hate America, I'm not going to stand up for the Pledge of Allegiance or the anthem, blah, blah. OK, well, you should be called out, especially if you're on a, for example, the, the women's soccer team. That just they just lost to Sweden. I don't know if you're following sports. I follow everything. You know, I'm just a man of the whatever. So I've been following the women's soccer sports. They just lost to Sweden because the uh, one lady, uh, I can't remember, Raponi or something, I think is her last name. She's got the green hair and short hair like it's like a dude. And she, she always kneels down at the anthem. Anyhow, she went to kick a penalty shot, which is just a simple kicking into what is that goal? What, 12 feet, 10 feet? I don't know how wide they are. And she missed it. She shot right over it. She didn't even hit the goalie or anything. The goalie didn't stop. She hit right over it. And she lost. So my point is is that Trump would speak against people who don't represent America. You're on a team that's the U.S. soccer team, and you can't even stand up for the the actual anthem of the U.S.? Get off the team. (laughs) For real. For real. Same thing with all these other athletes. They're on national, national teams, national best basketball, NBA. Get off there if you don't want to be a national team. It's for the nation. It's not your personal social agenda. And it's funny how they like, oh, they they take a knee and, you know, they become heroes. It's like, bro, like, really? Like, do people have no life that these people in sports, they're getting paid millions of dollars a year. They're trying to get political. Like, was it Kaepernick? Yeah, Kaepernick. Mm -hmm. And then there's that basketball player. I forgot his name. Um, but you know, he, he, he's against, you know, the anthem, but he's sponsored by Nike, which, um, 
you know, little kids, <laughs> little slaves are making those shoes in another yeah, country, in China. Right? Yep, yep. Right. It's just the, the hypocrisy is just too much. And it's if you do your research, but you don't want to do your research because then you have this moral question you have to deal with. I mean, literally, I mean, even me, for example, I try to only patronize, you know, companies I like, but I'm sure I give money to companies I don't like companies that are supporting abortion, all kinds of stuff. But I, you know, you can't do all the research, but do a little bit of research. When a company like, for example, Bud White comes out and says what it does, it's not a protest. It's not a boycott. They're just these people are just done with you because you try to push this on them and they're done. It's not they're going to forgive you or not going to forgive you. You you cross the line. So. He really dropped the ball on that. Bro. Yeah, yeah, you're just there to sell beer. You're not there to try to do that. I mean, you could even have him sitting there with other dudes and drinking beer, but once you had him on the can and stuff, you ruined yourself. <laughs> yeah. You're not coming back from that. And they put like rainbows and stuff on the can. Yeah, like, what are come you on. And I don't think they're reading that. They're not reading the room because really, even though LGBTQ, and I don't want to offend anybody here, but the reality is there's only seven, five to seven percent those people are represented in in the u.s at least if that's your demographic even though they're very loud i get that they're very noisy make it look like they're everywhere they're not really everywhere if, if you're catering to that demographic you're it's, you're not a very good marketer cater just try to cater everybody we're here to sell beer to anybody who likes to drink beer if, if hey if you're a mexican if you're a white guy if you're a black guy if you're a gay guy if you're a straight guy if you're a dog and you like drinking beer we're gonna sell it to you, mm -hmm. you know, that's all that's all you should worry about Yep. Hey, thirsty, drink a beer, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. And so again, this the More Than Trump book is about these kind of concepts and revolving around this whole MAGA thing. What is this MAGA? Make America great again. Who the hell wouldn't want to make America great again? And some people, what does that mean? Does that mean to make America racist again? Make Bring back slavery? Bring back Jim Crow laws? Nobody's saying, you know that's not it. Why do you even try that? It just means bring back when people were proud to be American, you went proud to do things that you were, were even when, when you have the history of slavery and, and everything else, you still were proud to be an American because this country compared to any other country allows opportunities that other countries, otherwise you wouldn't have all these people trying to, to break in through the borders. I mean, if it was such a bad country, why the hell are you coming here? You know, and like, so like during the riots, right, when they're burning their own cities down, mm -hmm. you know, allows these people were being shot with uh, rubber bullets, right? And the mm -hmm. cops, they were doing it incorrectly because they're supposed to shoot at the ground and it bounces off and then hit you, right? It's supposed to lose velocity because they're not they're not non-lethal. It's less oh, than... No, no. So they shoot you in the head, somewhere critical. That rubber bullet can still kill you because it's going so fast, right? Right, right. You're shooting them directly at the crowd and fucking people up, doing major damage. And like, yeah, it's not right. But I tell people like, yeah, you're lucky you're in the U.S. because... If you see riots in other countries, they don't use rubber bullets. They just straight up fucking shoot you with a rifle. like Or run over you with tanks like they did in Tiananmen Square in China. You know, yep. people don't get it. It's, they think this country is such a, a bunch of fascists and, and he, hateful people here. If they were that hateful, you wouldn't be able to have these. I, I don't understand, for example, where all these people get these weird, these transitions are getting. Who's paying for that and what doctor's doing that? Oh, huh, yeah, I want you to cut off my wee-wee and put a... I don't even get where, how do you start with that process? I don't want to know, so don't send me any emails. But I'm like, how in the hell does that even start? <laughs> I mean, what doctor's doing that? Is it a plastic surgeon? And where did you get the money? Because, I mean, I go to the doctor for one little simple thing. Like, I get a cold and it's 30 bucks just for the office visit. So how in the hell, how much is that thing? If you get to get your little weenie, you know, cut off or 
put a fake one on. That has to be a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Like just, hundreds of thousands. Even, yeah, I'm not even talking about the morality. And I'm just saying, and then I look at these people thinking, how the hell do you have that money? Who who are you? Where's that coming from? And uh, we're lucky, you know, like the insurrection, you know, they were lucky it's in the U.S. Because if it's in another country and you try and do that, they'll straight up just fucking shoot you and kill yeah. you. Yeah, they would just just stand in line, circle, and anybody's coming near the circle, just start shooting out, and they'll be in. Yeah, yep. I guarantee that. But at the end of any kind of insurrection, but this, like I said, this seems especially after Capitol Police, uh, Stephen's son said it, something wasn't right. It looks like they wanted this to happen, and I think they did because this is the perfect foil for keeping Trump from ever getting back at all. Because I think he would have easily gotten back at office one if the if the virus didn't happen because everything was low, the prices were low of everything, and everything was going good. And this so-called insurrection that happens that happened. If these two things didn't happen. He'd be a shoe in for office. Yep. And I so, think this insurrection was also more than Trump because you know the laptop going missing, like a lot of weird stuff went on. You know. <laughs> yeah. Just just enough. So, <clears throat> how many? What time we have? Do I've been talking too long? What? Are we... Uh, we're at fifty minutes. We have fifty minutes more. Oh no no, we've been going on fifty minutes. Okay, so we're almost going done. So we'll go moving on to rap type stuff. So in the more than Trump, you have to think, you have to speculate now. What's going to happen now? Because he's under indictment. He just showed up in uh, court in on August third, I think it was. I can't remember the dates. One of those dates, just here a couple of days ago, and he has to show up again on August twenty eighth. Now this book will be out in August twenty uh, third, so it'll be out. I won't know what the won't be able to write it in the book. That's what happens. <clears throat> so they they basically said, you know, you incited a riot. He uh, conspired to start the riot. He conspired against people's rights. And and the, this jail term, if you look at this stuff, he could get five, six hundred years in jail mm-hmm. and possibly execution. Which oh, is, what? Yeah, yeah, it's, it, yeah it's ex- there's an execution clause in some of this stuff. What the fuck? So, so, yeah, so what do you people want to do with this? Do you really want this to happen? You already think these people are Trump cultists, and you're going to do that to them? I mean, look what happened to Jesus Christ. I'm not saying he's Jesus Christ, but look what happened to Jesus Christ when they killed that guy. Yeah. You want to see something grow, you know, it's not about Trump. It's more than Trump. You don't get it. It has you can get rid of Trump and it won't be about it. He, what, even if he goes away peacefully, it's not going to go away. There was the, the Tea Party movement for this. You yeah. know, you remember them? They that was the same kind of concept. People who just want freedom, want to be left alone, want to live in a country where they're not molested and told what to do by a government. True. And so now what we're talking about is the 28th, depending what happens there. But right before that, Trump not just not too long ago on his uh on a social media feed, uh, Truth Social, which is alternative to Twitter, now called X, um, he said that. Uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember. If if you come after me, I'm going to come after you. Something to the longest lines. Well, now you got all these people upset, including the judge and the pro- he's intimidating us. He says he's going to come after us and he's going to rate retribution. He's not saying that at all. He's saying that if this corrupt system, all of it, from all everything that's going on, the Department of Justice. If you come after him, he's going to come after you. Well, that's the reason why we need to put him in jail right now. That Well, that just feeds more what he's trying to say. He's trying to say this entire system's been corrupt. You have FBI agents like that Peter Strzok, what his name was. Remember him? Mm-hmm. Peter Strzok was having an affair with one of his mistresses. Uh, I don't remember her name now. Lisa, Lisa Page. That's it. Lisa Page. And he said he was going to stop Trump. You're an FBI agent. Talk about election interference. When you say you're going to stop Trump while you're in the middle of an investigation on Trump, you're interfering in an election. Mm-hmm. 
So my point is, Trump's when he says, I'm going to come after you, he's talking about the entire system. He's not talking about some specific judge or jurors or witnesses or anything like that. Quit that game. You know, that's not true. However, they'll probably use that to I wouldn't be surprised if this coming week they try to actually put him in jail, saying that he's at risk. Yeah. See what happens then. Oh. And then. Yeah. And then comes August 28th, which which is the actual trial. Who knows what happens then? So this is all getting pretty interesting, and I don't know how far they want to push it. And I don't know. I mean, we said this before. Right-wingers typically are people who have jobs and don't have time to glue themselves to roads when they're upset. <laughs> they're out there working. So mm -hmm. they don't typically go out and protest and burn down stores or steal large screen TVs or liquor from liquor stores to get justice. They typically just get upset and try to vote. But now it looks like voting doesn't work anymore. It looks like there's some kind of corrupt system going on here where yeah. the votes aren't working. So they don't, I don't know what lengths it's going to take before the right wingers get upset and actually do something but something's going to happen here and in, in, or, or not maybe maybe not happens. maybe trump gets arrested he goes down in history nothing happens we the, the right wing doesn't do anything biden get back back in office we get more and more of what we got now and it just keeps going that direction that who knows what if he's in jail and they are uh, epstein him you know Oh, well, that'll probably be happening. That'll probably happen. No, oh, the cameras don't work. And I'm, the people are on break getting a, a hoagie or something. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's interesting that no, that we don't have any arrest from the Epstein you know, records for any of those people who actually visited the island. But we do have arrest of, of, a, of a former president. Exactly. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So you have all these. And we couldn't even figure out where the cocaine came from. You got the entire White House, the most secure building in the world, supposedly. Okay, there's a bag of cocaine laying around. And the FBI, well, we don't know where it comes from, but we're going to go ahead and destroy it and get rid of all the evidence so we there, nobody can ever figure it out. They're like, I guess we don't know. <laughs> yeah, guess we don't know. Stuff like that. It's crazy. I don't. So more than Trump, it's it's going to come out uh, August twenty third, and hopefully, I'm get, trying to get I'm trying to time the audio book for it so it all comes out at once. It's a little tricky process because you you got to write it where you're going. So I'm still writing it. Um, then it'll all come out and hopefully people will get it, even if you hate politics, because I think it's just an interesting read because it kind of gives you the, the background without making it like a history le lesson. But something just like, like I said, you read a little bit already. It looks like you, you're liking it. And, and you and, bring up a lot of interesting points, man, about, you know, just the government itself and just stuff that the media doesn't really like to talk about. I, I love that, you know, and you do your research as well, man. But unfortunately, it might depress you, too. Because you're like, what the hell's going on? What kind of country I live in? It's made me want to move out in the woods. That's the reason I move out in the woods and know where. I, if I could, if I would have won that $1.5 billion, where the heck it was in the lottery, if the mega millions here just recently, you'd never see me again. I would have been calling you from the island. I'm on the Rod Island. There aren't any hoes here, though. But I'm on the Rod Island. So, you know, go, just go ghost, bro. Living the life. Well, I'm getting too old for hoes anyhow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, August 23rd. August 23rd is supposed to be out in print, ebook, and hopefully audiobook. More than Trump and more uh, than Trump. Check out RoderickE.com for more information, more books as well. And uh, yes, uh and I love that you are very talented in writing, but multi multi-genre, right? Because it's not just one type of book, one topic. You write about everything, bro. I love that. No, we had the fiction with you taking on the, the conquistadors. We have books like this. We have bio or biographies of World War II people. We have uh, sociological books. We have religious. We have all kinds of because, you know, time is ticking for me and I need to, to get all this out before, before that time expires. So 
Yeah. And if you hate reading books, we've said this before, if you hate reading books, my book's like 150 pages long. Two hours is an audio book. It's not some boring read. You're going to be done with it. You're going to be at the, you're going to be at McDonald's waiting in the drive through line and be half done with the book. So. <laughs> yep. And, uh, I love and, your fri- and your fries will still be cold. <laughs> Bags. Get the wrong order. <laughs> you're going to be sued now. How dare you say McDonald's has cold fries, Chewy Show? You'll be apologizing. Right? I'm sorry, Dad. I had Roderick Edwards on my show. I'm going to drop to my knees and go, no. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks again, man. And uh, keep kicking ass, bro. I love your work. And um, yeah, man. Till next time. Screaming Chewy. Peace out, bro. Peace out. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. And if you'd like to support this podcast, check out anchor.fm slash screamingchewygmail.com. Any contribution is greatly appreciated and that makes you my producer. If not, that's cool. I'm just happy you're tuning in. And hey, Screaming Chewy Show merch. Yeah, that's right, at teespring.com. Just Google teespring, T-E-E spring, Screaming Chewy Show. Just Google that, it'll take you right there. And uh, yeah, you could buy hoodies, t-shirts, socks, masks, you know, if there's any stuff you'd like to see on there or purchase, just let me know and I'll add it on. And uh, yeah, you'll be rocking, styling, social media. Don't forget to follow me on there on Facebook, Screaming Chewy Show. I like to share memes, just make up stupid shit, share my episodes on there and just whatever. Um, Check out my YouTube for video versions of my podcast episodes also in between episodes i like to add me streaming yeah watch me get scared playing a creepy game or die playing PUBG or some shit you know what i mean and uh yeah just check out my youtube and uh twitter it's at screaming chewy yeah not screaming chewy show i should change it to that but for now it's just screaming chewy and uh thanks again for tuning in see you next week peace